G'day, Andy McLaughlin here for this week's edition of Stick Together, focusing on union news, workers' stories and social justice issues. This program is produced in Melbourne for 3CR on the stolen lands of the Kulin Nation and we pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. Stick Together is broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network with the support of the Community Radio Foundation. On the Wednesday before Easter, the CFMMU Construction and General Division called a National Day of Action in the lead-up to their new EBA and the upcoming announcement around the annual wage review, which sets the pay for the lowest-paid workers in Australia. In Melbourne, 20,000 construction workers, including members of the ETU, the Electrical Trades Union, Plumbers Union, the PPTEU, and the Metals, the Australian Manufacturing Workers Union, rallied outside the Victoria Trades Hall and made their way to the Fair Work Commission in Exhibition Street with a message for employers, government and the Fair Work Commission that workers would not stand still for the mantra that wages need to be low to wrangle inflation. To make this point, the rally was headed by busy workers from the cannery in Shepparton, represented by the AMWU, the Australian Manufacturing Workers' Union, who, as low-paid workers for a company that made $7 billion in turnover in the last 12 months, underscored the message that the big end of town needs to pull its weight. All right, no worries, okay. G'day, can you talk to me? I'm from 3CR. You're from Busy in Shepparton. Can you tell me what's going on for you guys? I'm actually the Assistant Secretary of the AMWU, but what we're doing today is standing up against Anthony Pratt, who owns Busy. They turned over uh, $8 billion last year. He's got a personal wealth of $15 billion. He's offering these guys less than 9% over the next three years. Um, so we're saying it's a cost of living through the roof. You've got to do the right thing and look up your long-term digital, uh, vigilant workers who make a lot of money for the Pratt family. Um, and it's about getting a fair go so they can put food on the table, pay their mortgages, pay the power bills. You know, with, with all the corporate greed pushing up the inflation, it's not wage, workers' wages. Wages have never been so low since the Depression, our share of the profit. So it's about time people stood up, demanded their fair crack of the whip and... Uh, can able to share in the, the, the corporate wealth that's around at the moment. And that's why you've come to the CFMEU gathering here today. Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's exactly right. Thanks, mate. Thank I say union, you say power. Union! Power. Union! Power. Union! Power. Union! Power. All right, today we have some very special workers that will lead this rally. We've got a group of workers from Shepparton. They work at Busy. They work for a cannery factory. Now, Busy is one of the richest companies in Australia privately owned, right? So all those billions of dollars they earn go right into one man's back pocket. And these guys have been out in the grass for 10 weeks. So, are you guys going to get around these busy workers? Absolutely. We're so proud that you guys are going to be leading our rally today. Congratulations for being here. Our next speaker, Assistant Secretary Trades Hall, Will Strzok. Make a welcome, comrades. Alright comrades, I'd like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners. This land was stolen, it was never ceded and it always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Comrades, right now workers are struggling. Cost of living is going through the roof 
And meanwhile, corporations are making record profits. And those two things are directly linked. 70% of inflation right now is being caused by corporate greed because they all jack their prices up at once. Meanwhile, workers' wages have stagnated for 10 years. In real terms, we have been going backwards. And that hurts everyone. But it especially hurts low-paid workers. Those are the workers who can't bargain. The workers who rely on the Fair Work Tribunal for their annual wage increase. And that process is happening right now. An expert panel is coming together to decide what, if anything, minimum and award wages should go up by. And we say they should go up by 7%. That's what those workers need so that they don't fall further behind. Because those workers right now can't keep a roof over their heads, put food on the table and pay their bills. And while that affects all low-paid workers, I'm going to take one second to talk about low-paid women workers. Women are more likely to be in insecure work. They are more likely to be doing the undervalued, underpaid work of caring for our kids, our parents, and our community when we can't. These workers look after the people who need a hand up. They're our nurses, our childcare workers, our aged care workers, our disability workers, and our community sector workers. And rising prices have hit those workers like a ton of bricks. Over the last few years, there's been a 31% increase in older women experiencing homelessness. The fastest growing cohort of people facing homelessness now is women at retirement age. And at this moment, 750,000 kids in this country are in families that are living under the poverty line. So we need the Fair Work Tribunal to do the right thing. We need them to recognise that families are struggling. We need them to recognise that workers need decent pay. And we need them to give low-paid workers in this country a 7% pay rise. Because that is what we as unions do. We stand together and we stand up against corporate greed and those who put money before people. Because when workers' rights are under attack, what do we do? When workers' rights are under attack, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Too fucking right we do. All right, comrades, our next speaker doesn't need much of an introduction. He's the secretary of the CFMU. Give a very big welcome to John Seeker, comrades. Thank you, brothers and sisters. Gee, seems like it's 10 years since we had a rally. Uh, thank you, everyone, for turning up. I mean, look, I could sort of probably sit here and talk to you for about half an hour about all the problems. So I've got about five minutes. But let me tell you, we are constantly under attack, right? Forget about me personally. I'm saying US construction workers. Yeah, you, you, how many times you hear 3AW all talking about how much we get paid and we shouldn't get paid that much and you've got traffic management, women standing there getting paid so much money and all the rest of it and that. What they don't see is the hours that we put in. 
What they don't see is how dangerous our industry is. The construction industry is one of the most dangerous industries around. We work long hours, you know, pump breaks down, you've got to stay there till midnight, something nice to finish off a pour. See, they don't see any of that. And there's all these people out there that haven't got the guts to get off their ass and fight for their own conditions, and all they want to do is tear down our conditions. Everything we have, we have fought for. Do you enjoy the 36-hour week? Yeah. Well, that's one of the things they want to take off us. They're constantly pegging at us over our 36-hour week. Remember this, 36-hour week, you are paying for it yourself. They take four hours out of your pay every week, so you pay for it yourself. It is your RDO, not theirs. Once they start paying for it, they can whinge about it. Until then, they can stick it where it's Sunday and shine, right? Yeah. We've got a new Labor government in federally. We've got a lot of shit laws that are still around that are leftovers from Howard, Turnbull, Morrison, Abbott and all them other scumbags, right? One of the ones is personal payment orders. If you take any action on a site, go home or withdraw your labour, they can issue for personal payment order. Could be 50,000, could be 100,000. You have to pay that yourself. The union can't pay it, no one else can pay it for you. You have to prove that you're paying that yourself. These laws don't exist anywhere else, only here. They're a leftover from the old Liberal government, all these anti-union laws. You remember the four hours where if you went to a rally, you had to go back and work four hours for nothing? Them laws are still in place now, <coughs> under a Labor government. We've got to get a lot of that stuff changed. We're going to march to the Unfair Work Commission, because that's what I call it. And let me give you a bit of an example. They want to hang shit on how much we get paid in the dangerous industry that we, every day, you know, I'd like to see what time they get up. I know what time you all get up. Brothers and sisters, you're all up at about 5 in the morning, 4.30 in the morning, whatever time, to be at work, especially in winter, cold winter's day. I'd like to see them spend one week on a building site in them conditions and see how long they're going to last. They'd be in the corner, sucking on their thumb, calling for their mums, let me tell you. That's how long they'd last. Well, let me give you, let me give you, let, let me give you a bit of an insight. A lot of these scumbags, these parasites that worked at the ABCC, and remember this, some of these, and I'll say the F word, some of these that worked at the ABCC, who have now gone to the fair work, right, they were the ones where we had a blue in a building site. We had female members there and there was no women's toilets there. So we had a big blue and in the end we got prosecuted and fined by the ABCC in the courts. We had to take it all the way to the High Court of Australia so our female members could have toilets on site. Do you believe that? Can you imagine your wife or your sister or someone coming home and saying, we've had to go on strike or go to the High Court of Australia so we could have women's toilets on site? What a disgrace. This is the ABCC, and some of these no-good parasites are now at the Fair Work. And I'll tell you how much they get paid. Fair Work Ombudsman, whatever that is. $443,000 a year, plus travel. Fair Work Commissioner, three, they've taken a bit of a pay cut, they're on 387000 The Vice President of Fair Work is on $581,000 a year, plus travel. And the Deputy President of Fair Work is on a measly $471,000 a year. So they start work at 10 o'clock in the morning, they have a one hour lunch break, and then they work till about four o'clock. Not bad, maybe we'll put that in our next EBA. So this is what we're up against. These are the sort of people we're up against. All I'm saying to you, we're strong unions, the building industry group of unions, all of us, 
the ETU, uh, Plumbers Union and Metal Workers, the CFMEU, got our brothers and sisters from the MUA here, we all stick together. And we're pretty strong. When we get it all together, we are strong. And we have to help some of them other unions that haven't got the strength that we had. So we've got a big obligation. That's why they always come after us. Remember the Hayden Royal Commission? Let me tell you, this is how the laws work. We walk on a site and we say fuck or shit or tell some boss that he's going to kill workers here and, and call him every name under the sun. We could get a half a million dollar fine. But you know what? They kill a worker on site, they'd be lucky to get a hundred thousand dollar fine. That's how it works. That's how disgusting it is, right? We will fight all the way to the end, right? And today, please, keep your discipline. We'll march down there in good order. There's going to be a lot of speeches over there. But thank you for turning up. we got our EBAs that are coming up, as Earl has said. And we're going to fight to get the best EBA in history. This is going to be one of the most important EBAs we ever do, right? So, brothers and sisters, stick with us. I reckon this one's going to be a big blue. We have to do it. Cost of living has gone through the roof. People can barely pay bills. We're on a pretty good whack, but let me tell you, a lot of our members are struggling at the moment. So, and it's not our fault, but we seem to be the ones always paying the price for it. I'm going to finish on this. To everyone that sent me messages to support recently what's been going on, thank you very much. I love you all. We are one of the strongest construction unions in this country. All of us as a building industry group of unions, when we stick together, we can achieve anything. And we will achieve anything. We will keep all our conditions. We will keep our 36 hour week. And we're not giving anything away. We want more on top of that. Thank you very much. And thanks for attending. Thank you. Give it up for John Zecker. You are with Annie on Stick Together Union News, workers' stories, and social justice issues on your community radio network. We are at the CFMMEU rally in Melbourne as part of their National Day of Action for Wages Fairness. Welcome to the Unfair Work Commission. Get the best dead comrades. Well, tonight we have seen over 20,000 construction workers hit the streets, brothers and sisters. Melbourne is a union town. Brothers and sisters, I think we just woke up Melbourne, didn't we? All right, I'm going to introduce the National Secretary of the CFMU, Zach Smith. Make him very welcome. Thanks, Luke. How good is this? 20,000 workers out on the streets of Melbourne after four years. This is why you enjoy conditions that are the envy of construction workers all over the world. Give yourselves a round of applause again. Now, as Earl said before, this is a national rally. Construction workers have walked off the job. They have found tools in every major city around this country, in Sydney, in Brisbane, in Adelaide, in Perth, even in Cairns. Construction workers have downed tools and they're joining you in struggle today at this very important rally. And they're doing so because this issue affects working people across the country. Working people in this country are under siege. There is no other way to put it. Working people are under siege with the cost of living. $1,000 on average increases to mortgages. Working people have never done it so hard in the last living memory. And what is driving this cost of living crisis? It isn't workers. 
It isn't wage group. It isn't us being too greedy. It's corporate greed. It's profit taking. It's price gouging by the big heads of town. They're causing this cost of living crisis. And it's not just me saying that the economists are agreeing with us. They are telling us that the inflation that we're experiencing beyond what the Reserve Bank predicted is caused by corporate profit taking. It's caused by the big banks, the mining companies, the supermarkets, and their desperate desire to accumulate profits and gouge money out of working people. But here's where it gets really insidious. Here's where the war on workers really comes to the fore, where the rubber hits the road. How do we as a society say that the cost of living crisis should be dealt with? We say that working people have to bear the pain. We say that the Reserve Bank has to increase interest rates. And then the big end of town asks you, or demands that you show wage restraint. So we have a crisis caused by the big end of town. We have a crisis of cost of living caused by corporate greed. And what we turn around and say, what the big end of town say, what governments are saying, is that working people have to pick up the pieces and wear the paint and be the only solution to fix this problem. Well, that just isn't good enough. Working people are under siege in housing as well. Middle class families on dual income are now struggling to buy homes. Whatever happened to the great Australian dream? Now it's a myth that once may have existed. And we have a look at what we need in terms of social and affordable housing for our most vulnerable. And whether it directly affects you or not, it affects every one of us. This affects our families, our communities, but also it's a surefire way of bringing down the cost of housing. We need $290 billion worth of investment in social housing over the next two decades. That's just to meet the demand. That's just to put a roof over our most vulnerable people's heads. And what has the government committed to so far? $10 billion. Just not good enough. So it's working people yet again that have been asked to bear the cost of all, all of these things. And yet, there's more. Working people, construction workers, we make up 10% of the workforce, yet 25% of wage theft cases are perpetrated against construction workers. And that's compounded by corporate insolvencies, when big builders go bust, leaving small businesses, leaving workers in the lurch with unpaid entitlements. And again, it's workers that pick up the pieces. And where has the government been? Where is the government this week when another builder was collapsed? Silent. So there's a war being waged against working people. You are under siege. Now this government was elected last year. They were elected with a mandate to stand up for workers and to fix what is a rotten system. And they have done some things, but there is so much more work to be done. We have so much more work ahead of us and the government needs to put their arm into it and to start to really stand up for workers and deal with this rotten economic system this corrupt industrial system that still holds workers back and still wages war against them. Now you heard Johnny talk about personal payment orders and four-hour bans. I want to talk to you about something else as well, and it's the corruption that's happened over the past decades. 
of our public institutions. Institutions like the AFP, the ACCC, these organisations have been turned against working people. They've been corrupted with right-wing ideology and as Johnny said, they've been stacked with zealots. And there is no better place to make this point than out in the front of the Fair Work Commission, rather named the Unfair Work Commission. More than 85% of the people that sit on the bench are employer stooges. People like Sophie Mirabella deciding on what's good for working people. And that's what's happened over the last few decades. Public institutions have been corrupted. Have a look at the police harassment vilification. Now that's not happening in isolation. That is the police one day waking up and deciding that they have an issue with our leaders like John Secker. That is political interference in the public institutions of state. Have a look at the ACCC. In the ACT, they prosecuted Jason O'Mara for negotiating EBAs for steel fixers and scaffolders. They said that was collusion. They said that was price fixing. Why? Because they have a political directive. They've been invaded by this corrupt anti-worker ideology. Well, now the Labor Party has a mandate. They're elected on the back of workers. They're elected on the back of people like yourselves. And they need to honour that mandate. And they need to fix these rotten institutions and stop this public war on workers. And here we are today at the Fair Work Commission. But its sister organisation, the Fair Work Ombudsman, is no better. All of these issues that I've detailed, wage theft, sham contracting, issues that we know are real issues in our industry. We need an Ombudsman that stands up and stands up for workers. But they've inherited this caseload. This case is from the ABCC, cases uh, brought under the old legislation, brought under the old government. You do not finish the job on the ABCC until you finish all of its legacy. Until that legacy is gone, the ABCC lives on like the ghost of Christmas past and they need to see the job through. They need to deal with this corruption that's pervasive in our public organisations. Like I say, they have a mandate, they've started some of the heavy lifting, but there is so, so much more left to be done. And while construction workers, while union officials and representatives continue to be persecuted under laws that no longer exist, we cannot truly say that the ABCC is dead and buried and there is still more work to be done and the job's not done until the legacy is ended. Now we have a resolution that I'm going to read out that we're looking to get moved here. Now this resolution is getting moved at all those rallies across this country and I think it's important that building workers stand united here in Melbourne with building workers across the rest of the country in this very clear message for government. So I'm going to read it out and then I'm going to be looking for a mover and a seconder. We'll put it to the vote. Construction workers call on the federal government to tackle the real issues in our industry, such as spiralling cost of living caused by price gouging, engineered stone, which is killing workers, wage theft and corporate insolvencies, which leave businesses and uh, workers in the lurch. We call on Fair Work to stop its attack on construction workers and unions, which are just standing up for their rights, and let us get on with the job 
are fighting against company, companies that steal against Australian workers. We need a regulator that stands with working people and doesn't attack them for standing up for their rights and for safety on the job. Do we have a mover? Robbie Gormans, do we have a seconder? George Kletzis over there. I'm going to ask you to all put your hands up and keep them up in passing this resolution. Everyone, hands up. Well, I think that's passed unanimously by 20,000. Good on you. Give it up for the new National Secretary this evening, New Zach Smith. We will leave the Melbourne rally with the sounds of spontaneous haka put on by some of the New Zealand members of the construction industry at the CFMMU rally in Melbourne as part of their National Day of Action for Wages Fairness on April the 5th and chants which were the mark of the day. it for Stick Together this week. If you want to catch up with our program, the podcast is available at 3cr.org.au or at your favourite podcast site. You can contact the producers of the show at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com or by ringing 03 and leaving us a message. My name's Annie McLaughlin. Remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there is a union for you. And until next time, stick together.